What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable Truth. Hello and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. Run, and you'll live, at least for a little while. And dying in your beds, many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! <laughs> all right. Oh, that was good. Man, The what's uncomfortable about that is they're about to go into battle. Uh-huh with an enemy that was, I believe, larger, much larger than theirs. Yeah. And much more equipped. Absolutely. It was probably right after the... Was that right after the moment where they just mooned them? I think... No, that was a different part of the That was a movie. different part, yeah. But that was That hilarious. came from Braveheart, by the yes. way. If if you don't know what movie that came from, we can't be friends. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'm kind of serious. Uh, all right. That is probably, in our lifetime, as a man, one of the most well-known mm-hmm. lines yeah. uh, in a movie. Yeah. Mel Gibson. Dude, that was, if I'm not mistaken, over 30 years ago. Or getting close. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's 19, early 90s, or am I all? Uh, no, I think it's probably late 90s. Late 90s. Uh, no, 95. All right, so we're three years away from 30 years. Goodness gracious. So, pretty crazy. Uh, if th- you're young enough and you've never seen that before, check it out. Yeah, definitely. If you're old enough and hadn't seen it in a long time, watch it again. Mm-hmm. That's what just made me want to go watch it. There's a part you need to fast forward, by the way. Yeah, definitely. So, as you're going through that, about halfway through, I think about David. Okay. Like, yeah. it, uh, we this was not planned. Um, yeah. We're going through a great book written by Charles Wendell with uh, 7th through 12th graders at our church. Okay. And it's about being a man after God's own heart and what that really looks like. Mm-hmm. So, and David, I think David it, was a warrior. David was a warrior, but David was also the most inconspicuous person that God could have chosen. Mm-hmm. One thing that I was reminded is that David had several brothers that were studs. I think he had five or six okay. brothers. Dad was, yeah, dad was Jesse. Um, and when uh, Samuel, the Saul. prophet, oh, Samuel, yeah, goes to see Jesse, Jesse basically says, Here's all my stud sons. And Samuel goes, uh, These aren't the ones. Don't hey, you yeah, have another yeah, son? Somebody's missing. Yeah. He's and like, he goes, Oh, yeah, that's my son out in the field doing right. what he's supposed to. Right. Not being, not bothering anybody. Dependable. Um, so I think that's a really good segue into what you wanted to just kind of touch on today. Yeah. So, uh, we'll open it up I'll open it up in prayer real quick and then we'll jump in. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Uh, lift up the Baker brothers who couldn't make it today and, uh, all the, the listeners and, and people watching out there, Lord, I pray that you will speak through us, Lord, and touch all our hearts. Amen. Amen. What I want to talk about today was not letting your circumstances define you. And I think you, you think about that movie that that was based on I believe it's based on a true story that in that moment they 
they could have let the circumstance of being outnumbered, outweaponed, mm-hmm. define them and walk away and go home and say, hey, we're okay. We, we may die here, so we're, we're just going to go back to the same thing that we've always gone to. And I, I, you know, so many times in my life, I, you know, as going back and still today, I, I still fight that mm-hmm. letting circumstances define me or dictate my attitude or your choices, choices. Yes. Yeah. So it's a constant battle to walk through life and not necessarily be numb to what's going on around us, mm-hmm. but to run them through the lens of what we learn in the Bible and what we learn from the Holy Spirit and understand. I think it's a lot about perspective. Yeah. So we have a client that I think very highly of lives in North Carolina. I was talking to him yesterday. And uh, he's a preacher. He preaches some at a church. And he will tell you, he's got this little skit he does. Uh, he wouldn't call it a skit. It's his personality. But, like, I'm just a dumb old country boy. Okay. And and, and God, luckily, gives me grace and lets me share his will every chance I get. Yeah. So we were talking yesterday. Perspective. Perspective. And he's had the last week or so some not ideal events go on. Um, okay. Got real sick. Uh, lost a friend uh, mm-hmm. to death. And he said the week, so he's telling me this, and this is this is just sometimes you get to see God in the moment, okay? Mm-hmm. Not always. And so I send him one of my favorite verses that I send many guy friends when they're going through trials because it really has been a blessing to me, and it's James 1, 2. I've re- recited it on this yeah. show many times. Consider James 1, joy. 2, yep. Through four, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So where does our perfection and completion come from when I think about this verse? In imperfection. It comes through imperfection. Yeah. And so I think... Failure. Failure. You know, Uh, so trials... Funny enough, he responds back, and he says, I kid you not, last week, that is the verse I preached on. Wow. And then we both chuckled, and he said, you know, we've been talking in our church with our pastor about this and other verses, and he said, our pastor says, God doesn't test you. Now, our pastor through the word of God. Let me be very clear, not his mm-hmm. words. God doesn't test, doesn't tempt you. Yeah. Okay? Devil tempts you. God may test you. Yeah. Okay, think of Job, think of Jonah, think or, of Paul. Or allows to be tempted. Yeah. Or tested. Right. So testing is different than tempting. Tempting is like dangling something to make you sin. Okay. Tested yeah. is how resolute are you in you'll never take our freedom. Yeah. How resolute are you that it, even if you're all likely to die based off the odds, do you believe in freedom per brave heart or do you believe in sharing God's will when things aren't going your way? Mm-hmm. Now, what you and I know, Shane, and many of us all know, is how resolute we are in our relationship with our Heavenly Father and wanting to share Him comes out most strongly when we're experiencing trials. Yep. 
Yeah. Good good or bad. Right. Yeah. It comes I mean that's that's when we really you know, going back to David. David was not old enough to be in battle. He was serving his brothers per his father's wishes when he came up to the army to bring them lunch. Mm-hmm. And hey, boy, I, make me a sandwich. That's right. That's exactly what it, that's exactly you're what he's doing. You're not supposed to be up here. No, not supposed to be here. And and Saul, who's a stud per perception mm-hmm. of the people, remember he's the first king elected by the people because guys like Samuel, if they're going to be hard headed and don't want to honor me as their king, yeah, let them have a king. Yeah. And so they let him. And God I, this says, guy's like man, man of men, iron fist. So you got this guy, and then you got David, and he's letting David do the dirty work just on the chance that something will happen because they're scared to death of this army and this giant, yeah, Goliath. What's the giant in your life? Oh, that's good. What is the giant in my life? You know. If you sit down and think about it, if we can name that giant, then we can overcome it with Jesus. But until we name that giant, Goliath, and we pretend maybe that, you know, that we, we have times that we pretend that giant doesn't exist so that we can just kind of coexist in this world. The giant's named. His name is Goliath. Mm-hmm. And there is, in, in this part of the story, there's no way around him. He's challenging the army of is it Judah or Israel? Well, you've got the it's it's the Palestinians, Palestinians, right? It's not Judah. I mean, it's not Israel because Israel's God's chosen people. Well, uh, who was the uh, Saul was the king? Of, oh, uh, the Israelites. Israelites. Yeah, yeah okay. my bad. I, I misunderstood what you're asking. Yeah, and I think it was the Palestinians that mm-hmm. that Goliath was with. Well, and let's let's go back to Goliath real quick in this book we're reading. It's literally all about David and how we're trying to, and it's been great for the leaders, the men in the group, trying to relay this to the young men in the group. Philistines. Philistines. Yeah, that's a giant. Thank goodness for internet. Mm. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> the thing that. Guys, we don't know it all. That's, no, that's why no, we have. No, we're <laughs> just, you, yeah, you're, you're seeing us through <laughs> how we learn. Um, Goliath. The giant, whatever it is in your life, we're making, you know, we're doing a parallel here. You know, he is getting closer to the Israelite army, taunting them, taunting them. So Charles Swindoll does a great job of basically saying, for many of these, he'd come out every day. Okay. Mm -hmm. He was on one side of the brook or the stream, if I understood correctly. Well, the day that David's there, he's finally crossed over. So this giant in their life is getting closer. No matter how much they try to ignore him. Yeah, he's, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. And so what you see here is Saul is so desperate because he's probably the most equipped person, if there were one, to go out and fight this giant. Yeah. And literally, he could, he could if he could conquer the giant, he would save all of his men and his people. Remember, the people chose him. And then you got little David. Little guy. Okay. They believe he was somewhere between, I think you couldn't be in the army over, you had to be over 14 or 15. Okay. And so he, he obviously, he was in the 14 to, 15 to 19 range is what most people believe, if I remember right. So to go back to Shane's point, the giant that 
is in our life that is destroying us one way or the other giants it don't go away Mm. it just gets closer and closer and more of a presence in our life and if it's not a good thing it gets worse and so if they if they would have allowed the giant goliath to continue approaching without doing anything about it at some point they would have been ruled by the giant Mm -hmm. or the philistines yeah Yep. They would have taken over their way of life and ruled them however they saw fit. Yeah, you're right. And if we allow the giant to continue to approach us, eventually it's going to be so close that it will rule us. Yep. It will lead and direct our lives. Yeah. It, in the book, it talks about how all of the men, when this giant crosses the river, they're hiding. They're not even staying no. outside. They're so scared. of Now, he's nine foot. Yeah. Huge. Okay, or around nine foot, supposedly. Um, but just the reality of, I think about in my life, how many times the closer that giant gets, the bigger it gets and the harder it is to overcome. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, like it it becomes insurmountable. Um, my business partner, Nate, and I were talking yesterday, and Shane, you and I were touching on this topic back and forth. Um it dawned on me yesterday. I'm slow, guys. Okay. <laughs> I'm reading a great book about psychology and habits. No habit, no behavior that you do consistently is a habit and a behavior. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I'm doing nothing for the kingdom of the Lord, that's a habit. Mm. Yeah. If I'm... Uh, let's, let's bring it down to healthy anal- analogy. If I want, if I know I want to run and lift weights three days a week, but every day I come home from work, I sit on the couch. That's a habit. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. So, you know, habits for our walk with the Lord can keep us or get us in the right frame of mind. Do you have a habit to get in the Word? Do you have a habit to prioritize your sleep so you can get up to get in the Word? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a quiet place that you can go to get in the Word, to be in His presence? You know, These are habits. And so I think about an hourglass, you know, those ones that get small in the middle, the old mm-hmm. school ones. The top part is life, and that's all the junk we do every day. Okay. But as it starts coming through that fine little tiny spot, that's really the definitive place that defines who we are. Yeah, if, if time is represented in, in the top part uh-huh. is future, the uh-huh. bottom part is past, and the middle part is present. Present. So presently, where am I really? That's a great example. Did you just come up with that? Off the cuff. Okay, wow. That is a great example to, to understand the finite of now, yep. of present, and how important it is because that, although all, all this other stuff is moving, it's only moving because of the present. Yeah. And the only way the past can move is if we give it power. Yeah. Because it's already happened. Right. Right. Yeah. The only thing that's moving the past is the present. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good the only thing that's out. moving the future is the present. That's right. If there was a piece of glass between those two, there, nothing's moving. Yeah. Because if Jesus says, come see me. Right. That, that's how one of those stops. 
neither one of those exist anymore. And it for may us. be a good representation of, of what we feel like the past, the present, and the future is because we don't know how full that, how much sands in that, in that hourglass. We don't know. And we also, you know, if you're looking at that analogy and that hourglass was sitting right here and we asked ourselves genuinely, what part of this hourglass are you treating or giving the most power to? Oh, that's good. You know, because I know I've given a lot to the past before. Yeah. I've given way too much to the things I can't control in the future. Future, yeah. And I focus very little on the present. Yeah, man, it's, it's, so, it's so difficult to live in this moment right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the reasons that I love just sitting down and, and talking on a podcast is because you have to fully focus on, I'm not, I'm not, even if my phone dings, I'm not paying attention to it. You know, we're talking about things that are, that matter. Mm-hmm. If we had an hourglass, if God gave us an hourglass when we were born and he said, this is your hourglass, how, how much would that change how we operate? So if you knew, you knew when you knew it was going to end. end. Yeah. You know that movie with um Justin Timberlake? In time, yeah. In time. Kind of like that. Yeah, I actually got, watched clock, it the other know? day. Yeah. Some of it is awful. I you, <laughs> I started to watch it too. I was like, I think I remember this movie is really bad. Yeah, it's bad. So you know, but but go back to why we don't have that. And really, you know, I always want to catch myself and be sure I, I say this out loud on the podcast or, or recording. If you don't know Jesus, that's where you start. Yeah. So a lot of times we talk in believer, you're already a believer sense. I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah. A lot of our conversation is about walking this life as a believer. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't ever want to miss the opportunity to say that Jesus is the way the only way the truth the light yahweh i came across it again a lot of people believe yahweh not a lot of people i think it's true the word originally breathe in and breathe out yahweh he is the breath the life okay so if you don't have that that's what you're missing Mm -hmm. when we're talking about stuff as a believer we got First, we got to solve the most important equation is, is Jesus the king of your life only? Not Saul, not yeah. the Goliath, not the rock that's coming out of the slingshot to kill Goliath. It is Jesus and your walk with him, through him, to God. Because so we have the blessing of the Holy Spirit now that came along after Jesus ascended. Is that is that where your presence in the hourglass stays because ultimately going back to your first thought process we can only control this second yeah 10 seconds from now a guy could go brandon come see me i've been no control no. over the future or the past mm-hmm. we we can only control what we, we do can with that only control bad decisions from the past in the present yeah you, st- nah. you still can't go back no you know, but we can learn from them. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. We can learn from them. I think when I think of Yahweh and kind of your description of breathe in, breathe out. The only thing that I can really relate it to on this earth, outside of our relationship with our heavenly Father, is when you've had a bad day, and then the person that you care about most in this world, after that bad day, wraps their arms around you. You take mm-hmm. a deep breath. 
And the release that that offers. I think that's a state that we can live in yeah. with our Heavenly Father. Yeah, I agree. Agree completely. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, this has <clears throat> been uh, a blessing for us. Hope it's a blessing for you. If you would help us reach more people for Jesus by liking, sharing, subscribing. If you haven't watched us on YouTube, check us out on there. If you haven't listened to us on uh, iTunes or Spotify or, or Pandora, uh, those platforms are available too. So if you don't want to pull up YouTube, go kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.